welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. Today we have the second next-gen podcast for you, highlighting features of the newest update to Grapeseed. Last week I talked about talk time with Jake, so check that out if you missed it. This week we welcome Abby to the show to talk about another exciting new program, Grapeseed Baby. Welcome to the show, Abby. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Now, we don't want to keep our listeners in a state of anticipation too long. What is Grapeseed Baby? Well, Grapeseed Baby is one of our newest products to join the Grapeseed family. And it's basically a series of bilingual books for children up to 36 months old. And our goal with Grapeseed Baby is to present enjoyable and meaningful content in both English and in the home languages where Grapeseed Baby is being provided. And we do this by providing text in both languages on the same pages, uh, as well as the English narrations for all of our books. And caregivers can read in their home language or in English, or they can just follow along the English audio with their children and simply point to the books to help focus attention and enhance meaning. I think you mentioned that a little bit in your answer there, but how does baby fit into the overall grape seed and little seed path that we have set out for students? Grape seed baby is built on the successes of little seed and grape seed. And like little seed and grape seed, grape seed baby is also founded on research and a lot of feedback. And we say that grape seed baby is the ideal first step for children to learn English as they also learn their home language. In Grapeseed Baby, we incorporate the Little Seed and Grapeseed characters. So when Grapeseed Baby children, when they get to Little Seed, they may be able to recognize the toys and characters from their early reading experiences with Grapeseed Baby. But unlike Little Seed and Grapeseed, Grapeseed Baby is what we call a standalone product. It's not a curriculum program where students need to be enrolled into a school or academy to use it. Schools have the freedom to purchase the books, but caregivers and basically anyone that is interested, they can purchase Gracie Baby books online on their own. So Gracie Baby is available to anyone interested. Great. There's a lot to unpack there, a lot of differences, but a lot of similarities. So when you were talking there about the program itself, it's standalone. So kids that do Grapeseed Baby they don't necessarily have to continue on to Little Seed and have to continue on to Grape Seed. But if they do, there's going to be some familiarity, right? You mentioned the different characters that they'll see as they move mm-hmm. on to the, the later stages of just the English education solution that we have. Another thing that you mentioned, though, that's a little different from Little Seed and Grape Seed is that, well, one, there are two languages on the page. So we're not necessarily trying to protect a perfectly English-only environment, obviously, with little babies. That's really going to be impossible Mm -hmm. anyway. And the other big difference is that this isn't through schools. This is available to everyone who is interested, like you mentioned. So with that being said, what comes with Grapeseed Baby and when and how can we get it? Grapeseed Baby is, we divide them into sets and each set comes with 12 books we have six board books and six picture books. And there are six themes in each set. And a board book and a picture book, they share the same theme. So for example, board book number one, it would share the same theme as picture book number one. But even if they share the same theme, the characteristics of the two book types are very different. Board books are a bit more sturdier and they're not easily torn. 
but they also have rounded corners. So they're very safe for babies to hold and play with. And the sizes, the thickness of each pages are very perfect for little hands and for children to begin learning about book handling so they can flip through the pages together uh, with their caregivers and learn how to hold a book. And the text and the illustrations are very simple. The picture books, they also come in the same sizes as the board books, but the picture books provide richer context and a more elaborate storyline compared to the board books. The illustrations are a bit more sophisticated as well. And the major difference is that picture books, we have a page at the end of all the stories. It's called Play and Learn. And essentially, these are interactive activities that incorporate elements from the stories. So with these activities, we mean to extend the exposure of the concepts and language uh, used within the stories in the everyday lives of the Gracie Baby audience. To give an example, we encourage caregivers to use bath time theme related words while they also bathe their little ones. And this brings the words to life and helps children make connections to what they see in the stories uh, to their actual daily lives. Some of the similarities, both types of books, they provide three different types of audio narrations. And these are spoken by native English speakers. And we have the simple, the expressive, and the entertaining narrations. And uh, everything I'm saying is available in the usage guide. Um, it's online or in the app. But basically, the simple narration is the most straightforward narration. It mimics very close to how a caregiver would read to their child. The second one is the expressive. We can hear and feel the narration with more emotion and expression. And it can include sound effects like a zipper noise or the sound of an animal, like an elephant, or even instruments in the background. And then the last one is the entertaining narration. And here we have the characters as the narrators or the ones that are talking. And we hear different voices if there are multiple characters in the story. And like the expressive narration, we also include sound effects. And these are a little bit more dramatic and I would say authentic. And these elements come alive in the narration. So it, it increases the reading experience for both the caregivers and the babies. That's a really cool feature that's added with because we're not we're not just basically giving books to parents or caregivers and saying, here you go, good luck, even if you don't really understand English. We're also basically giving mm -hmm. the parents or the caregivers their own version of REP, basically, right? Where they can they can yeah. either <laughs> play the recording while they're reading the book or they can kind of practice on their own so they can read the English to their kids. So that's a really mm -hmm. cool extra little feature, especially with the different versions that you were mentioning there. Now, yeah. going back to the question there, when and how can we get it? Oh, so Gravesy Baby has been officially released. It's been released this year in four countries, and there are more to follow. And they are currently available for online purchases through common local online bookstores, their websites, or through country-designated websites. But I would say the best thing to do is to contact us through the inquiry box on our Grapeseed Baby website, and our customer service team will support you and answer all of the questions that you may have and help you out in making your own purchase. Excellent. I know a few people who are probably listening to this podcast right now who are already very excited and interested. So if they didn't know that already, it was 
at least they have the the know-how of where to go to to get the process rolling to get their hands on some of these books. So thank you very much. Next question here. What are some of the target goals and learning objectives for baby? So the purpose of Grapesy Baby is to provide babies and toddlers with the best first exposure to English sounds, words, and language patterns. But we want to do this while also fostering like a love for books and just reading in general. And research shows that babies have this natural ability to distinguish sounds and language patterns at a very, very early stage in their language development. And we would really like for Grapesy Baby to ease their way into that. So at the same time as they learn their home language, they'll also begin to recognize certain words and phrases and sounds from the Grapesy Baby stories, and they'll be able to mimic them naturally over time. What we would like to imagine is like a caregiver with their child at home. The child is held or sitting with their caregivers, and as they flip through the pages of the Grapesy Baby stories together, the child would point, laugh, is intrigued and interested and super curious. And this kind of sweet interaction of caregivers and their babies as they begin to say their first words in both their home languages and in, in English, this moment of fun is what we'd like to see through Grapesy Baby. Really noble goals there. Now, developing a program for this zero to two age group must have been quite the challenge. What was a challenge in the process that stands out? Ooh, okay. So I know everyone involved in the making of Gravesy Baby face different struggles, but if I can talk about my personal struggles, I would say that the cultural aspects that we had to consider while creating the stories, they were the most challenging part of the whole process. There are traditions, customs, habits, and cultural norms that form the moment or even before babies are born into a certain part of the world. And as an international company, and even with Little Seed and Grape Seed, we always keep this in mind as we develop, review, and revise our content. I mean, it was the same for Grape Seed Baby. Research for anything about babies under 36 months is based on observations and analysis. It's very difficult to obtain actual language-related feedback from babies under 36 months. So unlike Grapeseed and Little Seed, where we can have the opportunity to, for example, ask a four-year-old or a 10-year-old questions or see if they can say a word or understand the concept and language of the content, we couldn't do that with the audience for Grapeseed Baby. And unlike a classroom, we can't easily and readily observe the everyday interaction between a caregiver and a child in an authentic manner. But like with any content developing, the team had to do a lot of research and digging. And sometimes we would spend days deciding whether we were going to choose like run versus running or apples instead of pears to see what was more appropriate or interesting culturally acceptable, and even higher in frequency for babies. And the most trickiest part of considering cultural aspect was thinking about the translations. Grapeseed and Little Seed content, they are not meant to be translated, but it's the opposite for Grapeseed Baby because Grapeseed Baby is, like I said, a bilingual book. So there's always another language that we had to consider. So the team, we would ask each other like, would babies globally understand this concept? Or would this word sound appropriate when translated? 
And it's the same for anything else. But yeah, there's so many cultural factors that had to be considered in the making. And it's interesting, but it was a very difficult job. Considering the cultural aspects is something I hadn't even thought of. So I can imagine how difficult that must be just because in various countries, there are various different religions or cultures and things like that, that we have to be aware of and sensitive of. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. Let's end this interview here with one last question. What was the process for creating the books and their stories? Once the project plan and scope were determined, there was a lot of initial research that was needed to base our ideas of Gravesy Baby. And the research included a lot of theoretical research, but field research as well. So we looked into previous studies and journals, but we also did some digging to see what's currently available online, offline, in bookstores, and even with what people around us with babies, what they were buying and using for their children. And the questions we considered when doing the research included asking about babies' interests, what they're capable of doing at a certain developmental stage in their life, their responses or behaviors and their emotions to certain things, and so many more. And we're very solid with what Gravesy Baby is currently based on, but we continue to investigate, stay up to date, and check our findings against other things. So research never really stops. And based on what we found, concepts and themes are then decided. And then the language, words and phrases were also decided. And with this, the writing process would begin. And then the stories are formed. And when the stories are drafted, we then do more of the cultural research that I was talking about. So here is when we would check certain actions and behaviors, places, objects, colors even, uh, if they are culturally and socially acceptable or appropriate in other cultures. So we would check all that in this phase. And we also try to see if the English text would translate well in other languages. And then after multiple drafts and review and revisions, it gets taken to our illustrators. And we have discussions with them to see if what we as writers intend for our readers in the text, if it can actually be conveyed through the illustrations. And if there are things that are difficult to illustrate in 2D, we have to talk and adjust. And then we go through yet another set of draft sketches and texts and reviews and revisions. And there's a whole lot of going back and forth. And it's inevitable, but it's a whole process. And basically, when we have a more solid idea of the art, the text is finalized. And then the English audio is recorded. And the stories are then translated. And skipping all the logistics and details, the books are then ready to be printed. And then, yeah, that's basically it. Sounds like a very work-intensive process and just the general philosophy there of continuing to do research and continuing to dig. That really sounds like the Grapeseed Baby program fits really nicely in with how we treat little seed and grape seed as well how we're continuing to look and trying to improve it over time and get better and align with with current research and things like that so that's it's a really exciting thing to hear about and i hope a lot of listeners will be interested to go out and acquire some grapeseed baby books on their own thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today abby no problem thank you for having me
Everyone out there, if you are listening, if you already have some grapeseed baby in your hands right now, please feel free to send an email to the show at mailcarrier at grapeseed.com with your thoughts and impressions. If you have any other questions that I can answer, send those emails in as well. But as always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.